the big tzaddik of Ali Melech Nizensk once got very sick and he was lying in his bed and his eyes were closed and his Talmidim, his Chassidim were all around and they were davening Hashem, please, we need our tzaddik to get better. We want him here with us. We don't want him to go up to Shemayim. We, we need him. They were davening and davening away. And it seems like Hashem accepted their davening because the tzaddik, it looks like he almost went up to Shemayim. Then he started getting healthier, started getting better until he got totally better. So everyone was very, very happy. And it seemed that like when the Rebbe, their tzaddik, was in his bed, it seemed like his neshama was going places in Shemayim, like they sure something special. They don't know what a tzaddik does, but it seemed like something was happening with him. So sometime later, when the Rebbe was all healthy and his bedroom is around the table and he was speaking with them, so one of the older students, he was Talmudim, asked, um, you know, Rebbe, maybe you could tell us what happened when your neshama was was, you know, maybe a little higher up in Shemaim, not here. So Tzaddik told them that I can't tell you everything and not everything you have to know. But one thing I will tell you, which there's something you could definitely learn from this, a big lesson you can learn from it. So Tzaddik said that I was walking around, I, I went up to Shemaim, I was walking around, and I went up to Gan Eden, and I went up to a very high place, and I saw a lot of big tzaddikim there who they were enjoying Hashem Shechina, being close to Hashem. And amongst all those big tzaddikim, I saw a face I recognized. He looked, hey, that muttle the bookbinder who takes care of the books? That first of all, I didn't know that he passed away. I didn't know that he died. Someone went up to Shemaim. And second of all, up here are big tzaddikim. I didn't know muttle was a big tzaddik. I thought he was such a simple person. I mean, he was a nice person, he's honest, but he didn't even seem like he even knew how to learn too much. Like, he looks very simple. So, the tzaddik said, Elimelech said, I went over to Muttle and said, are you really Muttle, the, you know, the bookbinder from my town? He said, hey, look at Rebbe, holy Rebbe, be- excuse me, but before we talk anymore, you can't call me Muttle here. He has to call me Reb Mordechai. That's my name I have. You have to give me a special name. So I said, uh, okay, but what happened to you? You also used to, oh, you used to be so humble. And I said, ah, I can't call you Mot- call you Reb Mordechai, a special name. I said, Rebbe, here we're in Olam Ha'emis, the world of truth. Only down in the physical world, people say lies. Up in Shemaim, there's no such thing as lies. There's only the truth. And here we have to do only the MS and what the Torah says. So the base in Shalmaila, the court up in Shemaim, said that I have to get a title. Whoever speaks to me has to speak to me respectfully and call me Reb Mordechai. So that's what the base in Shemaila said. And everybody has to call me Reb Mordechai before they talk to me. So the Tzaddik said, you know, I'm very happy to hear that. That You're right. The base in Shemaila said we have to do that. I'm very happy you got this honor. But please tell me, what did he do so special when you lived in the world that you deserved such an honor and to sit so high up with all these tzaddikim? Can you tell me? You know, people can learn from it. Learn from you. You seem like a simple person. What did he do so special? 
So the bookbinder, Reb Mordechai, said, I'll tell you. Listen, Rebbe, I also a little while ago got sick, and very sick, and uh, I didn't get better, and, and I died. So I was brought up to Shemaim, and I was brought in front of courts up in Shemaim. And they started asking me questions. And there's, there's no such thing as lying. It's only truth. They asked me, did you study Torah? And I said, um, not much, very little. I, I didn't really know how to learn. And I was poor. And when I was a little child, instead of learning, I had to help my parents make money. So I didn't really learn much. And they asked, did you do mitzvahs? Yeah, I, I did mitzvahs. I did some mitzvahs. So the malachim brought all his mitzvahs that I did, and they put it all up on the scale. So one mitzvah, another mitzvah, another mitzvah, and it looked good. Oh, wow, see, I did this mitzvah. Ah, it looked good. And the malachim came, and to make the scale like heavier, they pushed down on the mitzvahs, make it, make it look heavier, and said, you know why we get to push down? Because when he did a mitzvah, he was happy to do it. And he did it with his whole heart. He was happy he gets to do a mitzvah for Hashem. So it makes it like weigh even more. So he pushed down the scale even more. Okay. But then started coming my Avedas. And the not good malachim started bringing the Avedas and putting it on the other side. And I said that, well, yeah, I did it by accident. I didn't really know you weren't allowed to do that. Okay, made, it was by accident. I made the scale go down a little bit. They brought another Aveda, another Aveda. I'm like, oh no, this is not good. I, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't know. I was by accident. But all these like little Avedas started adding up, adding up. And guess what? Very soon, the other side of the scale, for the things I did wrong, started getting heavier and heavier. And it pushed down and it weighed more. It said, you have more things you did wrong and more Avedas than your mitzvahs. And I was all embarrassed and getting scared. And two malachim, two angels, who looked pretty angry, started coming over to me. And they just, they just grabbed me, ready to take me away to get my neshama cleaned up from my avedas. Which, for example, let's say you have a shirt and you ran and fell in the mud, whatever, and you got it all dirty. How nice, yeah? So to clean it, you throw it in a washing machine. The washing machine with uh, some soap and different things, it rubs, it rubs, it rubs it hard, it cleans it. So if uh, a Jewish soul, which is pure and beautiful, gets dirty with an Aveda, so the way to clean it is either by doing tshuva, when a person's alive, that cleans it, or if a person, chas v'shalom, did an Aveda, didn't fix it up, then when he goes up to Shemayim, to clean it is a lot harder. So they take the Neshama to Gehenim to clean it. So they're about to take him there to go clean off when all of a sudden a Malach came holding a Siddur that looked like a very, like kind of like old, like very, very used. Like was used a lot. And behind him was a bunch of wagons with a bunch of bags. The Malach came in front of Basin Shalmaila in front of the, the court and said, can I have permission to speak for this person? And I said, yeah, speak. So the Malach said, the angel said, I am the Malach, the angel, in charge of Shemus. If a little piece gets lost from a sefer, from a chumash, from a siddur, yeah, you can't put it in the garbage. It's called Shemus, which means names. It has Hashem's name. You have to treat it respectfully. You have to bury it, put it in a special place. A lot of shuls have place you put Shemus. So this Malach said, I go visit every Jewish house, every yeshiva, 
every cheder, every place people learn Torah, and I look, I want to check. I look at the Sfarim. What do they look like? When I see Sfarim that are used, they don't look brand new, they look like they're used a lot, it makes me feel happy. Look, people are learning Torah. People are davening. It makes me so happy. If I see a Sefer, though, that a book that's ripped, that doesn't look so nice, then I'm probably happy they used it, but it also hurts me to see that the people didn't take care of it properly, that it's, that it's ripped too much or it's broken. Also because every single page in a holy Sefer has an Ashama to it, has a soul to it. And you have to be nice to every Sefer, to every, every holy book, every page in the book. So I would travel around the whole world and I got to know this person, this muttle. I got to see him a lot because he was a bookbinder and he took care of books, especially he would always try to take care of holy svarim, holy books. Ever since he was a little boy and he learned Aleph Beis, he loved his little sitter and he would always give it a kiss before he closed it. If he saw a page was bent, he would rub it nicely, make it smooth, gently smooth it, be nice to it. After his bar mitzvah, when he had to go help out his parents, you know, they, didn't have, they were very poor, to make money. And his father asked, what kind of things do you want to do to help make money? We're, you know, we need food, we need things. I can't, I don't want money to send you to yeshiva. So he said, I want to be a bookbinder. I want to go fix up books. That's what he wanted to do. As a little child, he loved his father, he loved his sister, give it a kiss, make sure it's smooth, everything careful in its place. I want to go take care of books. And he did. And I got to tell you, the Malach said, that from all the people I travel around and see, I never saw someone who does as good as a job with care and love to the Sefer like Matl. First of all, he was so careful to check every page. Sometimes when people would make a book, nowadays it's all with machines, but then he would do it himself. Maybe he used a machine also, but he'd have to sew it either with his hand or with a machine also. Sometimes people mix up the pages. He would never mix, mix up a page. Never miss one little place where to put in the needle to, to tie it together because he loved the Sefer so much. He wanted to make sure everything was perfect. And he would go around to shoals, to yeshivas, and he would look around. If he would see a chumash, a Sefer, anything, a siddur, something, which looked like it needed some help, yeah, it looked like it maybe needed a doctor or something, it wasn't so good, he would take it home. He would fix it as good as it could. He would sew it back together. He would tape it, everything, make it try to look as beautiful as he could, as fix up as good as he could, and he wouldn't charge anyone just because he loved to spot him. So now, based in Shomayla, I'm asking permission, please let me take, I have behind me wagons, these are all the holy books that Muttel took care of when he was alive in this world. So please let me put them on a scale because his host, he took care of all his him. So the based in Shomayla agreed, and some angels came and helped. They took, taking these sacks of, of Svarim and put on a scale. And they just started putting it on way before they finished. And the scale, first the not good side was heavier. It switched. And the mitzvah side got a lot heavier. And it was getting more and more and more. They saw all the schusm he had. And the base in Shalmayla said, you know what? He did such an amazing thing. First of all, he deserves to go very high in Gan Eden. And the Vedas, we want to find some other way, a much easier way to get rid of it. He doesn't have to get punished. And from now on, they have to call him 
Reb Mordechai, a respectful name. Anybody who speaks to him, instead of Matl, it's called a very respectful name. So that's why before the Tzaddik can speak to him, he said, "Wait." The base in Shemayla said, "You have to call me Reb Mordechai before you speak to me." So Melech said, stopped in the middle of the story and said that after hearing that story, I wanted to ask him some more questions, but by then already I woke up, meaning I was getting better. I mean, Hashem came back down to my body. So the tzaddik says that there's a lot to learn from the story, but also, just besides for taking care of Svarim, is that every single thing a person does, Hashem rewards the person. A person can do the smallest, tiniest, but oh, I think oh, no one noticed. Every single thing happens, Hashem guards and rewards every single good thing a person does.